Welcome to the Hammer and Task VR, AR, MR, Future Podcast Reloaded Episode 1. So if you're a fan of the Hammer and Task community, you know that we've been running a newsletter for a year. We started doing live events all over the place. Uh, we brought Ren on board. She started creating some amazing content for us. Our reach and our penetration has gone up significantly. What you may know if you're a super fan is that we used to have a podcast. We're doing 360 video podcasts, we're doing audio podcasts, we're doing all sorts of things. It was a bit much, to be honest, it was a bit much, so we're dialing it down. We're going to do less and we're going to do it better. So, my name is Mac. I work at Hammer and Tusk. With me I have Ren. Hey, how's it going? Ren also works at Hammer and Tusk, and we are going to just do a five-minute debrief of our latest newsletter. So every Tuesday, we send out the Hammer and Tusk newsletter, and uh, if, you know, reading a thousand words is hard for you, then you can spend five minutes listening to us anyways. We're going to run through the articles covered in this week's issue. Let's start at the top. Why virtual reality sex is more likely to kill pornography than monogamy. Ren, tell us a little bit about this. So the idea behind the article is that rather than driving people, consumers, towards porn, the ability to have virtual sex with your partner will make you more likely want to keep having sex with your partner. You make them look like anything you want. You don't need to touch each other. You can still have sex. You can have long-distance relationships where people are still one-on-one -on -one having sex. Changes the industry completely. And the long-distance stuff becomes especially useful because of my favorite industry, teledildonics. Uh, I guess this is an R-rated podcast. We've just established Not safe that. for work. Uh, not safe for work, <laughs> that's true. So teledildonics are um, toys used for autoerotic stimulation that are, in general, synchronized, perhaps, with the autoerotic stimulated toys of your... Um, partner or friend. So maybe I'm on one side of the world, you're on the other side of the world. We want to hang out. We used to Skype. Now, now we're taking it to the next level. I don't know if I agree that this is going to kill pornography. Um, honestly, if we know anything about humans, it's that our appetite for sex seems to be endless. I imagine this is a boon for both monogamy and pornography. Disagree or agree? Agree. I think it changes what porn looks like, and I think it makes it a lot easier for couples to engage with porn together, but definitely won't kill porn as an industry, especially if you're watching videos of something together and, <laughs> and experiencing it together. Someone needs to be making those videos. You're not going to be doing it yourself. Don't worry, porn makers. You're safe <laughs> for now. Uh, next up, Bjork's new virtual reality experience may be better than Bjork in real life. So background on this. Bjork is a uh, bleeding-edge, forward-thinking performer, entertainer, incredible singer, probably does a lot of her own songwriting as well, um, but she released one of the first VR 360 video experiences, at least from sort of anybody with any established credibility. It was a music video for one of her songs. I looked at it. She was standing on a lake. I didn't really get it. I, I, I didn't care. Sounds like they have done something bigger and better this time. Do you know what's going on here? Yeah, so they've stepped it up a notch, and this experience is only available if you pay for a concert ticket and go to the concert. So on top of the concert, you can also go into this VR booth before or after, maybe even during, if you wanted to, the concert, and you get a more intimate front row seat of the show that you've just seen. 
So you actually have to go see a Bjork show to see the Yeah, you gotta shell out your money. Because the bad Bjork VR is available. <laughs> Bjork, love you, hyper ballad man. I listen to that song every morning for like three years. It was crazy. Virtual reality, arachnophobia therapy is a definite no. So as you mentioned in this uh, summary, we have seen a bunch of uses of VR in treating phobias. The general consensus seems to be that it works well, that people are able to handle many of their fears better when they've been training in VR. What is going on with this arachnophobia? So uh, his big argument against this is that the uh, experience opens up and you see a sign that says these spiders are venomous and poisonous and will kill you. And then it teaches you to let them crawl all over you. And that just doesn't seem like a good life lesson. <laughs> the whole point of training you to not be afraid of spiders is to remind you that you're more, they're more afraid of you than you are of them and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on his side. Don't want spiders crawling on me. Don't care if they're virtual. Uh, and to be honest, until we have like haptic suits that can fire little micro pulses into your skin, those spider simulations aren't going to be that real anyways. I mean, I'm not scared of spiders, but the moment I have a thousand of them crawling over my body <laughs> and the haptic suit fires Ugh. as each one of their feet touches me, no, no, that's how I get my arachnophobia started. <laughs> Next up, we have virtual reality stitching ca can cost $10,000 per finished minute. That is an insane number. Uh, what is what is the source on this? Who's who's saying this crazy thing? This is from the Cinegear conference. So it's a panel that happened at Cinegear, and um, they were talking about what works and doesn't work in VR. To be honest, if you're ever considering paying ten thousand dollars for finish minute or even five thousand dollars for finish minute, of come hire us. <laughs> You, Ren's got it, man. You can talk to Hammer and Tusk, tell them Max sent you, special deal for you only. We will take care of you for better than that. Uh, Lenovo's Fab 2 Pro. Here's how Google's Project Tango smartphone works. So a little bit of background on this. Um, Project Tango is Google's ability to sense the room using multiple cameras on a tablet-like device. They launched a specific Project Tango tablet. It was always kind of a prototype that was sort of consumer available. Um, big news earlier this year, or maybe late last year, when they said they'd be working with Lenovo, who I believe are a massive Indian hardware manufacturing company. They are making a phone that finally supports Tango. So my comment is, why is this a phablet? As far as I knew, the phablet thing was like sort of fading away. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that was not the thing. Maybe they needed that much room for all the sensors. Do you know anything cool about what's going on with this phone and what it's going to do, Ren? I think they're setting the stage with these phablets. So I think you're right. The phablets were a fad and that they're going to disappear, except that Lenovo is working on a foldable one so that it'll look like a phone in your pocket, but you'll be able to unfold it and have that tablet experience. And if they get that going with Project Tango, that's a game changer. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest... I'm not done with the flip phones. I mean, obviously there's nothing on the market today that, that applies to my needs. But if we go back to that kind of uh, design paradigm, yeah. I'm into it. I've scratched a lot of screens in my pocket. Um, our article of the week, you can literally draw your own weapon in this virtual reality prototype, which is called... Draw Your Blade. Oh, play on words, like draw it out of your sheet, but also you're drawing it in VR. 
Um, you were very fond of this experience. Tell us about what's going on here. This has been one of my favorite VR games so far, which is ridiculous because it's just a prototype. But the thing that made it so fun is that the enemies kind of come at you from all sides, and it gives you that sort of zombie game feeling without the gratuitous blood and guns and yeah. violence that isn't yeah. necessarily my shtick. Um, really high adrenaline, really good workout if you're one of those people who's excited about the exercise capabilities <laughs> of VR, which I know there aren't many of you out there. Oh, no, uh, that's true. <laughs> good time. Really fun. Uh, we got three quick links to run through, and then we're going to wrap it up. First up, Tencent Holdings and Lenovo join 50 million round for Meta. So remember, we just talked about Lenovo. They've been doing the partnerships with Google on the phones. Tencent is a massive Chinese corporation that owns almost of everything on Earth. And Meta was the sort of, Meta was the uh, the dark horse of the AR race, right? We all knew about HoloLens. We all knew about uh, Magic Leap. I only learned about Meta at TED this year when they were in Vancouver. I still haven't tried it. We've seen Robert Scoble lose his mind the first time he tried it. Anything, Dad? Um, nope, not on that one. Spielberg raised, well, his Virtual Reality Co. It's actually called Virtual Reality Co., which is incredibly <laughs> unimaginative for Steven Spielberg. Seriously. Um, he raised $23 million. Nobody's surprised. The guy wanted, you know. Kind Steven of Spielberg. ironic since a few weeks ago he said that VR was going to kill movies. Did he? Yeah. Huh. It's huh. dangerous for directors because directors are used to telling you where to look, and now they don't get to. So it's a hard transition. Their entire to like make. skill set is useless. <laughs> Lost. Yeah. Love it. Limitless has raised close to a million in seed funding. I'll be honest, I have no idea what Limitless is. Do you, Ren? I do. It is a VR startup. People are excited about it because the guy from Heroes is on the advisory board, and that's probably the only reason anyone's talking about it. Any idea what they're building? Is it hardware? Is it software? Is it tools? That is an excellent question. We're looking they... into it now, folks. Short films. Short films. Oh, it's got that guy from Heroes. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. The, the, that dude was cool, man. Hero. Yeah. yeah, he was actually called Hero, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, like I said, the Hammer and Tusk podcast is back. If you like this in audio format, you can click subscribe somewhere on the website where you downloaded this. There's probably a subscribe button. You can sign up for our newsletter at hammerandtusk.com. You can pay us to help you navigate the murky waters of the AR VR future. Hammer and Tusk is a product studio building VR, AR, MR, the whole thing. My name is Mac. My name is Ren. Thanks for checking us out. See you next week.